The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. This episode of the Stock Insiders podcast with me, Oriel Morrison, is sponsored by Barclay Pierce Capital, a leading Australian corporate advisory and equities trading firm. Focused on your vision, Barclay Pierce specialises in making it a successful reality. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stock Insiders with me, Oriel Morrison. Now, today we're talking to the CEO of Digital X. Now, Digital X is essentially a Bitcoin and digital asset funds management business. It is listed in Australia. The ASX code is DCC, and I'm joined by CEO Lisa Wade. Lisa, welcome. Great to have you with us today. Thanks very much. Glad to be here. Let's talk a little bit about how you came to be here. I mean, you're obviously well known in the blockchain industry and the funds management space as well. Um, you've got a background in funds management. You've managed investment portfolios before. Um, how did you get to where you are today? My career's been quite the journey, to be honest with you. At the end of the year, my career does turn 30. And I've ranged from straight out of uni being a manufacturing accountant to then very quickly learning I was no good at that. I became a trader at City, what is now Citigroup, um, evolved into funds management and just through a twist of fate via my passion for sustainable finance and impact investing, ended up at National Australia Bank. And National Australia Bank hired me to um, build some fund structures for renewable energy product. And we did a, a product called the Low Carbon Shared Portfolio, which was taking a vertical slice of the renewables book off the balance sheet into a fund structure. And through that process um, with the back-end accounting, which was extremely difficult, I came to realise that um, block, it was a perfect use case for blockchain and all of the work I'd been doing um, on the side um, in things like microgrids and um, other types of um, blockchain work and obviously being a trader, um, trading those markets for many years. And that sort of started an internal journey of National Australia Bank, which led me to be um, heading up the blockchain innovation inside of the bank. And um, it, that manifested into a project called Project Moon, um, which um, then became the other half of Project Atom with this um, Reserve Bank of Australia. Um, and that was creating a token of the central bank digital currency across a syndicated loan as the settlement instrument. And um, I just became really passionate about this space. I started, um, I mean, there's so many long stories. Um, I started working on supply chain uh, projects. And then um, with my passion for carbon, um, the first fund I ever started for myself was a, a low carbon fund. And um, we had carbon as an asset class in that. And then I saw that um, blockchain was also the perfect use case for tokenizing carbon. So we started doing that and, um, you know, just through um, all of those projects, DigitalX approached me and um, I was like, wow, that's quite a leap going from banking into, I guess, a tech company. And it seemed kind of perfect, really, because, um, you know, it's actually the, the way the market is moving, uh, finance and technology are merging and um, to be, you know, the por a portfolio manager of the future um, you really do need to be a little bit of a technologist and understand that part part of the world. So um, I couldn't believe there was actually a company in Australia that had um, a Bitcoin balance sheet, 
uh, treasury capability and a funds business all wrapped up into one, which pretty much nailed my um, very strange career. (laughs) (laughs) Was it a hard decision to make? I mean, that's quite a journey that you've just been taking us uh, along with you. Um, But was it a hard decision? I mean, NAB is a massive corporate, of course, listed in Australia, hugely well-known, um, you would have had, you know, sort of all the support and the help, you know, whether that's uh, via human capital or capital um, at your fingertips to, to, to move to a, a small company like Digital X. I mean, how difficult a decision was that on a personal level? Oh, look, it was a big, big, big decision um, to interview for a, a role of the caliber of CEO of Digital X. I had to make my decision before I even went on that journey. And I, I actually declined to be interviewed a number of times because I was so passionate about Project Carbon. You know, it was a global project. Um, I had, you know, um, come up with the idea and then it was co-created with f- four banks in total all around the world. We got up at, you know, those on the in the team in Australia got up at four o'clock in the morning, three days a week for the entirety of 2021. Um, also contributing to what I believe is essential financial infrastructure, which is the central bank digital currency, was also um, nothing short of heartbreaking to leave, which is sort of um, really a reflection of how big I see the opportunity with Digital X. Um, I, you know, we did you do have a tailwind in a bank of capital, but there's also um, you know a, a lot more process to go through, and it, it is very slow moving. And, um, you know, we've done a really good job. You know, we presented to the board. The board gets it. The board wants to be part of the digital conversation in Australia. Um, But when I really looked at the opportunity inside of banks, um, blockchain is only ever going to be an evolution. It's a process improvement. And the same goes for money. Uh, But when you look at funds management, which is where my heart and soul is, I spent most of my career managing money. Um, if you look at where my heart and soul lies, there's nothing short of a financial revolution happening in funds management because the way we fund, how we fund, what we fund is changing, which completely transforms portfolio construction and it allows for impact and responsible investment in a way that even for me is mind-blowing, very hard to articulate. Um, but I just saw the opportunity at DigitalX to really return to my roots in funds management and make a meaningful com- conversation and contribution to the conversation, I should say, to transforming Australian funds management and, and therefore finance. Um, and that is, in fact, a global conversation. And I'm also, I, I think Australia can lead the way. And I, I just saw it as an exciting opportunity to, to, you know, a little tiny listed microcap, rough diamond, and, you know, hopefully take us, in, you know, to, you know, being inside the two, ASX 200 and really being, um, you know, part of the conversation in Australia in this new transition to what I'm calling transition to Web 3.0. And um, what the industry is calling transition to Web 3.0, I should say. And, um, you know, I, I probably not famously, I think um, Mark Carney made this sentence famous, but before he made it famous, we were rolling around with, you know, the transition to a low carbon economy is the greatest economic opportunity of our generation. And now I really see that Web 3.0 is that. And when you consider that we are tokenizing carbon, 
Um, you can double down because that includes the transition to a low carbon economy, like we're digitally originating carbon from renewable energy sources and all sorts of fun stuff. We need to be able to invest in that and Australia needs to lead the way. Otherwise, large global corporations are going to come in and push us to the side. Um, and, you know, I really want Australia to benefit from that. And I believe Digital X is a launchpad for that for you know, myself, my team, and for Australia. You know, it's interesting, Lisa, um, when you look at what's been happening in specifically, I think, the big Bitcoin world, and of course, your world is much wider than simply Bitcoin. But when you look at what's been happening in that world, and you take, for example, the situation with Elon Musk at Tesla, you know, he announced, obviously, that he was investing billions of dollars in, into Bitcoin, and then there was an issue with the amount of energy that Bitcoin miners used. How do you um, put those two together in your mind? Because obviously both, you know, ESG, a focus on sustainability, the low carbon world, all of that is is obviously one of your passions alongside crypto. Oh, look, and the two go hand in hand and um, I do not separate them any longer. Um, everything we do has to be responsible. Everything we do has to consider the environment and uh, to that effect, um, you know, I've got an exciting piece of work that we literally this morning completed with the team, which is a step towards, um, you know, the, the whole issue with ESG and responsible finance and particularly impact investing is about measurement so you can have that transparency. And blockchain is actually extraordinarily transparent. Um, so what my genius team have done is we have um, taken the entire carbon footprint of every Bitcoin ever minted, which the, on Monday, I think it was, got to 19 million. Um, and then we've back solved um, the carbon emissions for all of those Bitcoin and then worked out what our exposure is on our balance sheet and how much carbon and how many carbon tokens in particular we have to invest in. Now, I'm going to be doing that in an extremely creative way. Um, we're going to, to support projects and to support initiatives. Um, so you'll see from us when, um, you know, we're in talks with a couple of really great little Australian energy companies that are doing awesome things. And you'll see us um, offsetting our carbon for want of a better term um, in, in a way that also supports um, asset tokenization and, and these new markets that we're speaking about. So tell us a little bit about Digital X itself, because it's got a three-pronged corporate strategy, funds management, of course, being one of them. Take us through the company. Yeah, it, um, yeah, it's a very interesting company. So we've got our ventures business, which we have supported a number of ICOs um, and, you know, different ki kinds of startups because we have a development team. Uh, then we have the Bitcoin balance sheet um, and, you know, the opportunity to work with that, which I think it makes us, I think we're the only Outside of Square, we're the only Australian-listed company uh, that has Bitcoin on our balance sheet, and that's a big part of our venture strategy um, is to, you know, put that balance sheet to work in creative ways. Then we have um, inside of the development team, we have an initiative that we have been working with the Australian Stock Exchange in the chest replacement system and the infrastructure that sits around that um, and built a reg tech product called Drawbridge, which is for um, staff of listed companies so they basically don't get themselves fired by selling shares at the wrong time. It's a protection tool. And where to sort of make that work, you know, end to end, we have we're completing the um, integration of a business we bought called Sell My Shares, which gives us one of share trading capability. Um, and and um, in, in a way, 
that's probably one of the most exciting parts of our businesses, business because when you think about what the ASX are doing, um, being able to help Australian corporates plug into that ecosystem um, opens up that really that data capability that in the future will be hugely important for them and how they fund. And, um, you know, the ASX has some incredible pipes um, that, that can create this new financial infrastructure and um, they've got a global strategy. So it's very, um, you know, I'm very excited about that because, you know, we will work with them, you know, globally. And then um, the funds management business is really um, in a way, uh, the way I would describe us is a safe pair of hands for people who want to get exposure to crypto markets. Um, I've got a team, you know, we've got analysts and, um, you know, really great team of people doing a whole lot of research around this opportunity, which I have said earlier is the greatest economic opportunity of our generation, which is the transition to Web 3.0. So when I'm defining Web 3.0, I should probably take a breath and say that um, the easiest way to think of Web 3.0 is Web 1 was when we you know, I am chat and send emails. Web 2 was when we started paying on our credit cards over the internet. And Web 3.0 is the ability for the transaction, the payment to happen, what we call atomically, which is at the same time, um, all in one transaction. So it takes away the settlement risk and the risk of fraud and things like that inside trusted Web 3 ecosystems. And, you know, for in from my point of view, I think all commerce will be done over Web 3.0, um, if not by 2030, um, before because I can I think I'm I think I've got really very high forecasts in the trillions, and I think I'm going to be wrong. I think it's going to be embarrassing because I think I'm going to be too low. Because a couple of weeks ago, there was an article saying that Web 3.0, the take up is happening three times faster than the development of the internet. Wow. Yeah, it's huge. Is regulation then being left behind? I mean, this is obviously a very, very complex world that we're talking about when we're talking about 3.0. And if the uptake is much faster than everybody was expected, um, is regulation going to be able to keep up? Senator Bragg at the um, crypto summit yesterday described um, it, it, it as sort of a, an arms race in regulation globally because, you know, like all things, everybody wants to be the hub. And, you know, I almost see it as, um, you know, why was Project Atom so important to me? Because it goes beyond regulation. We need to build the thing to understand the thing, to regulate the thing, and we don't have the thing yet. Um, it's happening in the crypto world and DeFi different than what I'm talking about, which is the shift of real assets into this new ecosystem. And yes, the Australian government and whoever's in power needs to have really solid regulations. Um, I'm a little bit simplistic and I always think I should, um, anything I build, I build to the highest level of regulation that I can think of so that I can't possibly get caught out. And the way we have been approaching everything is what we call digital twins, which is a great ruling from KWM, which um, basically you you always have the right now, we would always have the paper version of what we're doing that's signed, sealed and delivered um, as a backup and, and have it um, you know, constructed to the highest level of regulation. And then we can use that as a, a sort of a baseline to when we're digitally originating assets, very different than creating a digital twin and, and, you know, digitally originate the assets. And then we have to prove that 
the, the risk profile of the new digitally originated assets are the same as the digital twins. And that is a piece of work that the market needs to go through. And fund managers are in the perfect position to do that because we do such extensive due diligence anyway. Like if you look at our investment portfolio, we don't just go and buy a token and punt it. We do extensive research on, to, you know, of the fundamentals of all of these tokens because there are, all of them have different economic drivers. And so we're actually in the perfect place to be that validator of the, um, the, the new world and, and be the person that gives it the big green tick and says, you know, the Digital X team has researched this. We've done it digitally and we've done it in the old fashioned way. Um, and we give this a big tick and then that builds trust and everybody talks about this new way of financing is trustless but it's not really trustless it is how do I trust this data and who has validated it and do I trust that person that's validated it and and that's like the devil in the detail of all of this the work still has to be done we're just doing it in a different way that's cheaper faster and smarter. So how does digital x fit into specifically um, if we come down to specifics into this the building of this new ecosystem, which is Web 3.0. Yeah, well, we're going to, I call it funding the future. So we, we fund the future and make money for our investors. Uh, we build the future and we make money for our shareholders. And um, we facilitate the future to make money for other Australian corporations. And, you know, we're wholesale right now that we, we could go retail um, and, you know, the heart and soul of what we want to do is we see that we're rebuilding finance and, you know, we want to rebuild finance from the good up and we will be at the forefront of all of those conversations. And, you know, my aspiration is to just be, I want to be a trusted brand and um, I want people to know that if they see that DigitalX have given something the tick, that's because we've done the work and, um, you know, we're here to serve our customers and people and, you know, I think um, it's going to take all of us collaborating in the Australian market and, you know, um, you know, we really want to be part of that collaborative conversation. And I'm probably quite unusual as a CEO. You could call it denial, but I don't actually see that we have direct competitors. We have a lot of people in the space um, who optically look like, you know, they, they might be a whole lot of crypto funds and you can rank us and you can look at our performance. But I do think that all of the people working in the space have, you know, a, a, you know something to contribute and, and some new way of doing things. And I actually think that it's exciting to all work together to grow this for ourselves and for Australia. And that the way I would really bring that and ground that is that um, if you look at Australian superannuation funds, um, somebody, I think the best idea that came out of the crypto summit yesterday was that Australian super funds should move 1% of their assets into this new world because the utility of the financial infrastructure is so important and so game-changing for portfolio construction that they really need to be learning how to navigate this new world. Now, to do that, there needs to be a lot of us being able to being there to help them. Um, we need to, and to do that, we're helping the Australian people because at the end of the day, superannuation is our money, um, and that that's what we aim to do: is to really be a safe pair of hands, uh, you know, a portal of knowledge. Um, you know, working with people like the Australian Stock Exchange, I should say that we're in the digital CRC as well, that um, you know, they love to talk about the RBA and um, Macquarie Bank being in there, but we're also a big driver of that. And, um, you know, that's a sort of a place to continue the CBDC work um, and contribute to the Australian conversation in a meaningful way. And my 
you know, at the end of the day, also make shareholders money whilst we're doing that. So if I'm holding a, a superannuation por- portfolio and I say to you, well, I'd like to take your advice on that or take take your ideas on that and put a 1% of my superannuation into this new world, what would I put that 1% into? Well, I have to say my fund <laughs> or our fund. <laughs> no, but, I mean, Australia, so superannuation funds um, have very strict trustee and fiduciary rules so they, the work for them and for us is to build those structures that they can actually invest in because what goes on behind the scenes is an extraordinary amount of work. In the particular situation of crypto and these new markets, there's a layer of, um, you know, uh, of new custody and new protections that they need to be across. Um, and so, and if you look at what we're doing in the back end, like we, you've got new things like cold wallet storage, hot wallets, then you've got um, smart contract risk and all of these new risks that we are specialising in understanding um, and the super funds need to lift that capability to be able to understand this new world so that they can invest in it. And, and that requires work and that requires education. And, you know, I think there's going to be, um, you know, I'm on the board of Blockchain Australia because that conversation is so important um, and I can serve by, um, you know, sort of, I guess, not having to pound the table on digital X, but I can also help with that education piece with sort of, um, you know, an unbiased hat because, I you know, I want Australia to be front and centre um, and I don't want us to miss out on this great economic opportunity. All right, Lisa, we are out of time, unfortunately. I think uh, uh, we could keep talking about this for for quite some time. So I'll leave- well, we hardly even talked about carbon. I could talk about that forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd love to have you back and um, and chat again in the not too distant future. And we'll delve deeper into the carbon market and and talk a little bit more about um, digital X and what you're offering and what you're doing. So thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you for having me. And of course, thanks to our listeners. Um, you're listening to Stock Insiders with me, Oriel Morrison. We'll catch you next time and I promise we will get Lisa Wade back on again. This episode of the Stock Insiders podcast with me, Oriel Morrison, was sponsored by Barclay Pierce Capital, Australia's leading corporate advisory and equities trading firm. Barclay Pierce Capital provides specialised corporate advisory and equities trading services to privately owned businesses, small to medium-sized public and ASX-listed companies.